Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Game on! Game on! Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, Mr. Chara goes to Washington and a look at the Eastern Division. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. The Washington Capitals have agreed to terms with defenseman Zidane Ochara to a one-year deal worth $795,000. Now, I know a lot of you, a lot of Bruins fans are out there are, are really upset right now because he decided to leave. They've been saying stuff about Bruins management, you know, saying negative things about, you know, Sweeney and Neely, how they're letting him go. They're, they're treating, they're disrespecting him and stuff like that, but it was his decision it was his decision to leave they offered him a reduced role on the team to give the younger players a shot all right all right you're going to give guy they want to move forward with youth now all right it's about that time that they start bringing younger players into the lineup and now i'm not saying get you know just booting these guys out but you know keeping these guys these veteran guys on the team but giving these younger players a shot okay because it was his decision to leave. All right? Plain and simple. He decided to sign with the Caps because he still wants to play. And I agree with that. Okay? But there's a time when the team needs to start looking to the future and start playing the younger players that they have. All right? And Sweeney made it clear to him that the organization wanted to move forward with younger players. So basically, Chara said, you know what? I still want to play. I, I, got, an, I got a little bit more left. So he just signed a one-year deal with the Caps. Now, that one-year deal, who knows? Maybe after that one-year deal, he comes, he, after the one-year deal, he retires. All right? Same said for, same thing went for Ray Bork. What happened? He spent 20 years in Boston. 20 years, all right? Didn't win a cup, but took the team to two uh, Stanley Cup finals. He finally, dis- or he finally left, went to Colorado, and won a cup. All right. I'm not saying that this is going to be the same situation with Chara. I mean, Chara already has a cup with the Bruins, but still, he still has at least one, at least given himself one more year. Okay. So I don't see what the big deal is with, with some of the, with some Bruins fans out there. All right. First of all, you're getting a young, you're bringing in a young core of players. Now these guys are, these guys need the playing time. All right, they want to Sweeney and Neely and the rest of the guys want to see what these kids can do. All right, so the Bruins decide to go with with youth on D, and I think that's a good move. 
They have Zaboral, Vakaninen, Lazan, uh, who are all young and, you know, need ice time. These guys need ice time. They didn't get a they didn't get enough of it when they've come up, you know, due to injury or something. You know, that little cup of coffee that they've had, you know, with the big club. So they they need the ice time and they need the opportunity, and they wouldn't get that stuff if if Chara was still in the lineup. Now I know, you know, what are you gonna get from a player that's forty three years old right now? You're you're basically I don't get me wrong, I love Chara, I loved him as a Bruin, but he he isn't a top two defenseman anymore. He's too slow now. I don't know. You know, he loses every race to the puck after a dump in. So basically, you know, we're we're looking at possibly maybe a third, maybe a. Uh, uh, maybe a third line, third line D, you know, or even even a, a number six. Hell, even number seven. I mean, you know, he can be that extra seventh defense defenseman out there. But his leadership is going to be missed. But that's about it. Other than that, he's he's just the guy that's probably going to spend would have spent with this shortened season would have spent. A majority of the time, sitting up on the ninth floor with a lot of the scratch, with with a lot of the injured and and scratches. I mean, not saying that they would have needed them, but they probably with the condensed schedule. I think that this would have really taken a toll on his body. So it's a sad ending. But Chara has been such a legend in Bruin in in the for the Bruins and in the city of Boston, and he'll never be forgotten here. He could be back. I mean, after his one-year stint with the uh, with the Capitals, he could be back up here in Boston working with the team, you know, in a front office position. So, and then possibly after that, number 33 will be in the rafters. So, you know, I know a lot of people are upset. I was too, but, you know, got to move forward. But I'll say this. That C is going to look damn good on Bergeron. You, you have to admit that. The guy's finally going to get a chance to wear the C. So after a long after a long time in Boston, he finally gets he finally becomes captain, and I'm hoping it's going to be for a long time. I'm hoping you know in about like three or four years he's not thinking of retirement or or moving you know or moving on or anything else like that. And there have been people that are saying that they shouldn't give out the C this season; they should wait until next fall. I think they should put the C on Bergeron now. He's waited long enough. I know that waiting out one season won't make a difference, but I think it's the right thing to do moving forward. You know, starting brand new with, you know, a, a, a new captain, you know. You know, not saying not saying that Chara wasn't a bad captain. He was an awesome captain, but it's like time to move on. Give this guy who's been here he's been he's been the in Boston the longest. You know, he's been a Bruin longer than anybody on the roster. So give it to him right now, you know, and make Krejci and Marshawn still wear the A. And this team is going to need to rebuild at some point, you know. You know, speaking of Bergeron being here, um, being here longer, you know, a lot of these guys are going up there. You know, maybe Sweeney and Neely have a plan in this. And, you know, bringing the young kids in could be the start of of rebuilding the roster. Get some younger guys out there and see what they can do with the veterans. Guys like Bergeron, Krejci, Rask, Marshawn aren't going to be here forever. 
As a matter of fact, you may not see Krejci here or or even Rask here next after next after um the season. They become they're both free agents in July, so maybe Rask and Krejci won't be here next year. You know, maybe Rask decides to completely retire or go sign with another team. Same thing with Krejci. So we'll just have to see about that. But you know, you gotta you gotta fill you gotta let these young guys start playing now. All right, because somebody's got to fill Krejci's spot for next year. If he decides to go, you know, who's going to fill his spot? Charlie Coyle's a good shot. Um, you know, there's a couple of uh, Jack Stanika's in there too. So there's a couple guys that could probably fill in for if Krejci were to leave. Now, Rask, on the other hand, if he decided to leave, I don't know what they would do. I mean, they still have Halak, but Halak is also a free agent next year. So who knows what happens with that? And what do we, you know, what's what's the situation going to be with two two young goaltenders? You know, one other option for the bees though is to totally blow blow the team up with trades and buyouts of veteran players and go completely with a young lineup. So you might as well insert some of these younger players into the lineup right now. You know, you might might as well play Zaboro, Vakanina, Lazan, Frederick, uh, Stanika, a bunch of those other guys, Coolman in there. You know, you could throw a bunch of those guys in there right now. You know, and the other thing about playing these young guys right now, like Zaboro, Vakanina, Lazan, you know, you can you could show these guys off, so the other teams would be interested in making a trade. I mean, you could possibly get something decent in return for one of these kids. You know, you just have to show them off at the NHL level. You can't really show them off at the AHL level. But the NHL level, you know, put them in there. This way they can prove themselves. And maybe maybe this way you might be able to make some type of a roster move via, you know, with a trade or something. You know, and that's why roster moves like Chara and Krug have been made. To make room for the younger kids. So basically, so they can either be on this team or be trade bait later on in the um in the season in the season or further on, you know, in a couple of years. So here's the thing. Don't get your panties in a bunch over roster moves. All right. Whether guys come up or down, get traded, sign, you know, lineups need to be changed every now and then because players are either getting older or, you know, the change up team chemistry. It's that simple. You know, you trade a guy, you know, you trade a guy for this guy, you know, and then a couple of years down the road, you you trade him for a pick, you trade him for another player. So, you know, things 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 about with, with any pro sport, I know people are going to be upset because their favorite players who's been here for 14 years like like Chara has. And I know you guys are going to be upset, but there's nothing to be really upset about. Because moving forward, I have, I actually, I'm probably one of the few that actually have confidence in Don Sweeney and and Cam Neely in the front office. I'm probably the only one. So, let's just hope things 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 work out well. You know, Zaboro, Vakaninen, Lausanne, they they fill that role. They fill the roles, I should say, of of Krug and and Chara, and maybe we'll forget all about you know. Forget about what happened this past off season. Now, speaking of a season, we got the new season coming up. The Bruins uh, kick it off on March on March um, <laughs> on 
January 14th. So here are my thoughts on the uh, on the Eastern Division. Now I don't think the bees are going to win the East this year. All right, with all the with all the stuff that's gone on in the offseason, they're not really built for um, an Eastern Division title. So this this division is going to go to the go to the Philadelphia Flyers. They they were on a roll last year. They had a pretty good time in the bubble. So the way it's going to f- turn out, it's going to be the Flyers winning the um, winning the division. Then I'm throwing the Capitals in there. Right now, I mean, I'm still still flip. I'm still wondering where the Capitals would 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 fit in here, but I decided to put them at two. Bruins at number three, the Islanders at number four. At one point, I thought maybe putting the Islanders at two, and probably putting you know sw- you know swapping out the Capitals at two and the Islanders at four. But then I said, you know what, I'm just going to leave it alone. At number five, the Penguins. At number six, uh, that's that one's a kind of a wild card. You can probably flop six and seven, but I'm going to go with the Sabers there, and then the Rangers at seven, and then the Devils uh, sitting by sitting dead last at eighth. So it's going to be an interesting thing. You know, it was I. I kind of like when I looked when I kind of made up this this little thing here. I kind of said to myself, you know, who am I going to put where? You know, let me look at the rosters. And, you know, it's a, you know, I took in part the shorter season. So as this is what I went with. So I actually think that the Flyers look best on paper. They've got a great goal. They got have awesome goaltending with a young Carter Hart, a good defense, the reigning Selkie winner and tons of depth. So, you know, and plus you got to They went on this tremendous role last year towards the end of the season or before the break, before uh, before they shut the league down, and they were on a, they were on a tear. So I'm I'm picking them to pick up the momentum where they left off last year and win the division. Now, thing is, the Caps. You know, like I said, I had a little bit of you know, it's either doing the Capitals at two or the Islanders at two. I couldn't decide, so I just decided, and and I'll admit it, uh, it was because of Ovechkin. All right, but the Caps are always good. They got offensive depth, and maybe the <clears throat> maybe the best or best uh, center depth in the division. Um, adding Chara was a good move uh, to add to their experience and talented defense. So you know they're they're looking pretty good. All right, so offense, defense, they're pretty good. The only place that I see an, a weak link is their goaltending. Now that Lundqvist uh, is taking a season off due to his health, uh, the Caps will need Samsonov to or Samsonov or, you know, I I always look at this kid's name. I'm like, you know, it's pronounced Samsonov, and I'm like, no, it's Samsonov because you know the Bruins actually had a Samsonov back in the uh, back in the '90s, but Samsonov is going to carry a huge load this season, you know, because they're going to actually have to have an a an AHL goaltender back him up, so. He's going to have a big load in a short season, so that could that could be another reason why I would move the the Capitals down the four because of because of goaltending. But I'm sticking sticking with my guns. I have a feeling that the Caps are going to be pretty decent this year. Now Boston is going to come in at third. Now they they do have the best line in hockey, good forward depth at center with Krejci and Coyle. And I think that the Bees are going to get some better secondary secondary scoring from their wingers this year. I mean, DeBrusque, you got Kuhlman in there. You might 
you know, you might want to throw in Kasha, you know, and other guys that they've added, Smith, guys that they added over this over the summer. So, you know, that's that's gonna be that's gonna they're gonna be pretty good up front, but not 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 create not like you know and not crazy. You know, they're still gonna have their their troubles, but as long as that number one line stays intact, and I believe that they're probably gonna miss. Bergeron's going to miss his two line mates for a couple of games, but Marshawn was has been skating at the uh, voluntary practices, so it looks like he might be coming back sooner than sooner than later. So they have the Bruins have the best regular season goaltending tandem in the NHL, but they have they've got holes in their defense now that Char and Krug are gone. So the young guys like Zaboro, Lazan, Vakaninen will ha- will have to prove that they can play at this level. All right, I mean you got McAvoy, you got Grizzlick, you know you got other guys back there, you know plus these young kids. So who knows what's gonna happen? You know, you know you got Carlo in there, um, Miller in there, Moore in there. So you got a whole bunch of you know decent defensemen, but. Who's gonna fill? Who's gonna fill the void left by Krug and Chara? So the bees are gonna be competitive this season, but they've probably, they've, but they're probably not serious contenders after all these offseason moves. I mean, I would have liked to have seen them go after them go after Hoffman, them go after Hall, somebody. I mean, the top line and the goaltending is why I'm picking them third. All right. As far as the rest of the guys go. I I really I'm really having a hard time thinking of who's who else is gonna step up step up. Will DeBrusque step up? Yeah, I think he could step up. You know, will Kasha step up? I mean, last year Kasha, Krejci, and DeBrusque had a pretty decent time in the bubble, so maybe maybe they can stick stick together as a line. So we'll just have to see and see what happens with the Bruins. Now the Islanders had an awesome run in the bubble, but I don't think their forward depth is as much as the as the Bruins or the Capitals or the Flyers. And they're gonna have to move someone to afford Barzell. All right. I mean, they still have good defense, good coaching, and 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 a pretty good top six. So it's a wait and see, though, how their goaltending will be. Where Vol Vol Oh God, here we go again. You know, for for a couple of days I've been saying his name right, and then all of a sudden down get to the you get to this you get to doing the podcast and it's like oh Varlamov yeah there we go Varlamov and that new kid Sorkin you know it's going to be interesting to see what they can do and the the recent addition of Corey Schneider will help them in their goaltending so I don't know how that's going to work out I mean Varlamov and Schneider could be could be on the Islanders while Sorkin is down in while Sorkin is possibly playing in the a in the AHL or it could be Schneider Schneider down in the AHL and Sorkin up here or, or up in or up on the island. So who knows what's gonna happen with that? Barzal is Barzell or Barzal is still is uh still holding out. Well not really holding out. There's still contract stuff going on with him. So we'll see what happens um in the next couple of weeks and hopefully he'll maybe he'll be back in the lineup. Now Crosby and Malkin are still the main pieces in Pittsburgh. And there are some nice complimentary top six forwards in there, but I don't like the forward depth outside the top six. And their D after Latang isn't really that great, so um, they'll probably be number five. 
Now, the Sabres and the Rangers are wild cards for me. And literally, they could be, well, I don't even know how the um, playoffs are going to be are going to be done this year. So, um, but the Rangers, Rangers and Sabers are kind of like uh, toss up for me here. You know, f- you know, you can either go six. You know, you could flip flop them here. Uh, the Sabers uh, have some good, really good pieces in place. They got Eichel. They signed uh, Hall. They have Skinner, Dolan, Rutzelainen. They've added good depth, a good depth piece in uh, in Stahl, and they have some good defense. And if Skinner gets back to his 2019 form, they could score a lot. So, you know, the Sabres are good, looking good. You know, maybe maybe they're one of those surprise teams that that could win in a short season, that could have a really good winning record, maybe make the playoffs in a shortened season. You know, the only thing is the goaltending is is a question mark. You know, they don't really have a real stud in goal like the Bruins have Tuka Rask or, you know, the, Ranger, or the Rangers have... Um, Shesterkin, but still, you know, maybe the maybe this is the year the Sabers actually turn that corner. Now, the other team there uh, for the Rangers, Abanajad has been the best best player that nobody talks about. He's this guy is so underrated that you know I would love to I would love to see him on the I think he would be awesome on the Bruins I think he would be I, he would be great a great player a great addition to Boston. Uh, Panarin had 95 points in a shortened season. Now they don't have the depth up front to roll three strong lines, but Lafiere, Lafiniere, or whatever, and Kako will give them an ex- an explosive top six top six uh, player uh, top six lines or players, whatever. So you know, looking at this team, I said to myself, you know, they're going to look pretty good. They're going to have pretty good. They're going to look pretty good up front. But I don't love their D. And their goaltending is still young. Can the young goaltending tandem of Shosturkin and Gorgiev keep them in games? Probably. Or will they have a sophomore slump this year? You know, you you really can't... You really don't know what's going to happen with the young goaltenders. They do have uh, Keith Kincaid from... Uh, the last time I saw he was playing with the New Jersey Devils. I think he'll start the season in Hartford along with Adam Huska. So the big question mark here is going to be, you know, are the are the two young goaltenders going to be able to um, perform this year? Are they going to, you know, what's going to happen with them? Lafreniere, Kako, are they going to have big years playing, you know, being in the top six? You know, I see maybe Zabanajad, Lafreniere, and maybe Panarin forming a line there. I don't know. You might want to you might want to test things out early in the season and see what happens. So the thing about the Rangers is their season all comes down to what they get from their from their kids in their roster. And the to me, the Rangers are gonna be a fun team to watch in the in the near future. So keep an eye on them. And and I actually have a feeling that they there, there's a good chance that they could possibly challenge, you know, the Bruin, you know, the top spot, you know, for the for the top spot in the East. The, these guys are these guys are pretty decent up front. It's their defense that I'm more concerned about here. Now, the thing about the Devils is I don't think the Devils will be a major factor this season, and they'll finish eighth, and there's you know nothing really coming out of New Jersey. But I just picked. I have a feeling that they're going to be last. Now, with the compressed with the compressed schedule, uh, there could be a concern for the older teams like the Bruins, the Penguins, maybe Washington. 
So the Flyers, the Rangers, the Islanders could be tougher opponents, opponents this year. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe instead of the, you know, the Capitals, the Bruins, and the Islanders, you know, being in, in or the Bruins and the Capitals being, you know, being up up there, you know, you have the Rangers in there. Maybe the Sabres sneak in there. So we, it's going to be a tough, tough call, you know, to see who's going to win the division, you know, who's going to, who's going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be a fun year with everybody, with everybody being, you know, so close, having like two games in like four nights. So it's going to be interesting. Now, the NHL is planning two outdoor games. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, oh, they're going to do the Winter Classic. Oh, they're going to do that. They're going to do the Stadium Series games. No, those were, no, those were canceled. But the NHL is planning two outdoor games in Lake Tahoe. With the Avalanche and the Golden Knights playing on February 20th. And the Bruins and the Flyers playing February 21st. Now, here's the thing about this. You're going to have the Bruins and the Flyers fly all the way out to Lake Tahoe to play a game. Now, this is still pending, all right? This I don't think that this is def, that this is going to be a definite thing yet. So, why would you get the Bruins and Flyers on a plane and fly away like players going to have to quarantine? I don't think I think there's going to be a lot of stress put on the Bruins and the and the Flyers to play on February 21st. And are they even thinking of playing on Lake Tahoe? I mean, are they going to play actually play on there? Does it even freeze over in winter? I don't think it does. I mean, that's like that's like trying to plan that's like saying, "Hey, we're going to have the Bruins and the Flyers play on the Charles River." I think I've only seen the Charles River freeze over once in the last 20 years. Okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. The backdrop of the game would look awesome on television. And even like last night, I was watching um, Mystery Alaska. And I thought the same. That's what I thought. That's what came into my mind. I'm like, that that would be. I was watching it and I said to myself, wow, that could be Lake Tahoe. But we don't know if Lake Tahoe actually freezes over. So are they actually going to play on Lake Tahoe? Are they going to build a rink like they do when they do an outdoor game? Who knows? But to me, it's like it's really dumb to have the Bruins and the Flyers fly all the way across the country to play a hockey game. Unbelievable. Now, speaking of games, the NBC and NBCSN released their national TV schedule. And the B's games on NBC are February 21st, Philadelphia at Boston, which would be on Lake Tahoe or could be on Lake Tahoe. Uh, Sunday, February 28th. The Boston Bruins are going to be going traveling down to Madison Square Garden on April 18th. Washington is coming to Boston, so we get a chance to see Mr. Chara. And on Sunday, April 25th, Boston at Pittsburgh. Now, games on NBCSN, you're going to have February February 3rd with Boston and Philadelphia, traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, February 10th, the Bruins are traveling back down to Madison Square Garden. And on March 3rd, Washington at Boston. So another another chance to see Zidane Chara again playing for the Washington Capitals. 
Now, there's been talk the last couple of weeks about the Canadian teams not being able to play in Canada, so they might come down here. Well, the seven Canadian teams were approved to open training camp and play at their home arenas. That's a good thing. Now we will have that northern that north division featuring all seven Canadian teams. And to be honest, I am looking forward to that one. There is going to be so much. You think there's so much bad blood between Edmonton and Edmonton and Calgary now? These guys are going to be meeting eight times. They're going to be meeting Montreal eight times. I mean, it's going to be nuts. So I'm. It's almost going to be like bringing back the original six, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, Ryan Callahan announced his retirement after 13 seasons. Jonathan Taves will not attend training camp for the Blackhawks because of medical issues, and there's going to be no timetable on his return. So, you know, a little bit of little bit of um, retirements there. You know, Callahan retiring after 13 seasons. Jonathan Taves will not attend training camp for the Blackhawks. So no, no idea when he's going to come back. So that might not be, that not, might not be good for the Blackhawks, you know, losing one of your star players. So the season is about to begin. Looking forward to it. The boys should be, should be skating at Warrior in a few hours. And Marshawn is back some, somewhat. Um, he could be back in the line. He He's making a quick recovery, so he could be in the opening night lineup. Under, uh, but Pasternak is still a question mark for for a while, so who knows what's going to happen there. So the Bruins are going to have to fill some holes early on in the season. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go, or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Interested in, interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.